and welcome to episode 52 of Apple Breeze Podcast. And we have a lot of it of Deadpool this time around. Since the movie is uh, about to come out next Friday. You guys excited? Yeah. You're going to get some chimichangas for you? Let's do it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> Until it hits you right in the middle of the movie and you yeah. got to run to the bathroom. <laughs> Alright, so like a few hours before the movie? Yeah. That probably would be smart, smartest decision. Had that explosive diarrhea right before you go. Oh, really, Chris? <laughs> yeah. Placenta blew out all the way to the back He still was, hasn't seen that movie. That was from the other guys. He hasn't seen that movie. <laughs> seen that movie. We have to watch this. Anyway, I'm Claudius. <laughs> from the Safe House. And I have... Uh, Chris. And... And Jamie. Sweet hand on the hip. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, are you guys excited about the Deadpool movie? I am. I am. Yep. Yeah, it's taken a while to be made, and I heard it's been done right. Having pretty good reviews so far. The fans seem pretty uh, satisfied. I saw one guy on Facebook. He said, "I have a copy of the movie already, and it's overhyped." And I'm like, "You're just retarded." Yeah, and how? How? <laughs> Piracy. <laughs> That's always, how. There's always that one person, right? Or a few people. But... Yeah, there's always haters. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit that, like... I am one one time, sometimes. I know. <laughs> no, but I will admit that I was never really a big Deadpool fan. So, um... Well, at least you're not a poser. No, thanks. Exactly. Yeah, I don't like posers at all. We oh, both... yeah. I'm a Deadpool fan. I've known about him for a long time. And then... <laughs> What's his name? Yeah, but I am excited that, you know, I love Ryan Reynolds as an actor and everything, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad cool. that he is Deadpool. I think he'll, like, make me like him he's even more. He's already been Deadpool. Oh, yeah, Deadpool that's right. Because <laughs> they took all those abilities and put it into one whatever, you know, so like Deadpool. <laughs> no. Uh, it was a sad uh, excuse for Deadpool. Didn't they, re- not recast him, but didn't they use somebody else as a, for that whole part? You mean when he was... Oh, you're right. It when is. That was in Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. yeah. When he had no mouth. So that is true. And Wolverine... Or- X-Men Origins Wolverine. Remember the guy that had the swords coming out of his... Mm-hmm. Top of his hand? That was supposed to be Deadpool. I will but, say... Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. The sword thing? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one thing that I uh, kind of liked with Deadpool. If he was like any... If he had any other name, if I were to be like, oh, that guy's pretty cool, but because they try to, you know. It's an interesting character. Yeah, yeah. But, um. Like Negasonic Teenage Warhead. <laughs> yeah. They didn't do anything with that. That's actually a really cool name. Anyway, but yeah, this time, uh, we're gonna, I guess, shoot off some Deadpool history and, you know, some interesting, like, facts about the character and just in case people don't know exactly. I mean, his history is kind of... Fluid. Yeah, so, and just in case people don't know the history of the character or whatever, or you're like a new fan and, you know, you're just a fan of the movie hype and you kind of want to know more without doing your own research, that's why we're here. That's yeah. what we're yeah. for. <laughs> we're your research buddies. Yes, we are your research buddies. <laughs> we're the guy who does all the work for the project, you just slap your name on it. Yeah. That's <laughs> But, um, okay, so Deadpool was created by writer Fabian Nassiza. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and artist slash writer Rob Leefield. Um, Deadpool's real name is Wade Winston Wilson. 
And um Triple W. Yeah. Just like Crystal Kendra Crinkle Sack. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. Not like that. <laughs> and um it's known that uh he, <laughs> it's known that he was very highly influenced by Deathstroke. Slade Wilson? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't see the similarities at all. I Me mean, neither. I guess people just say that there are, but you have to look, really look really deep, I think, for the similarities mm. between those two characters. Really deep? Yeah. Mm. Like, you might have to go back and read a Deadpool, then a Deathstroke or something he was in, just to see the similarities at the same time. You know what I mean? Like that? Mm. You have to do your research. Like, really I don't, I just heavy don't see research. It. I just don't see it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it after be, but But Wade Wilson is a masked... Psychopath. Okay. Well, not psychopath. Wait. Yeah, Slade Wilson. Well, Slade. Okay. Slade Wilson is a mass assassin with swords and guns. Right. And, and a healing factor. Right. Exactly. And Deadpool's just a masked guy who has swords and guns and kills people. And he can regenerate. For money. Like and, yeah. I mean, I don't see the, I mean. I don't know exactly where he would draw that conclusion from, but I mean, it's I what, think it's it's the what last they see. Name. They, they, they think Wilson. Still Wilson. Well, yeah. and Wade rhymes with Slade. You think so? I know. We think they do that on purpose? That. I don't hear that. I don't think they no. Slade Wade. It's, it's all about Slade. <laughs> no, I don't hear it. <laughs> Alright, so we're totally joking. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, what? We're joking. Yeah, Deadpool was indeed pretty much, I wouldn't say rip off, lack of a better term, but he was. Uh, it's just like uh, everything else. <laughs> yeah, totally. After a certain point, you don't have a lot of creative. Oh, it's like all movies nowadays. Yeah, well, just like the Force. <laughs> well, <laughs> Force Awakens. Oh, you. We'll would talk about me. that later. I'm sorry if that's so very similar. But so, then, see, that's paying an homage. This it kind of this is. is very much a blatant ripoff. Right, <laughs> and what and what's really cool about it, like they're, as you as we know, the creators did admit to it. Like, yeah, it's true. Is what it is. They ran with it. You know what I mean. So it's like um, Marvel's version of Deathstroke, but um, but there are enough differences that you know they yeah. have two different characters, right? So. Exactly, yeah, which is really important. But that's like an inside joke. Like he likes Jimmy Jongos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? If, ooh, they should ask Way uh, Slade Wilson in a comic book somewhere if he likes Mexican food. That'd be. Dumb. And he'd be like, no. Yeah, that would be awesome. But um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was, that was an inside joke. Between the two creators, um, if you guys don't know, Deadpool has a healing factor from the Weapon X program. Um, I'm guessing, correct me if I'm wrong, Chris, but he had the cancer before he went into the Weapon X? Yes, he was a, he was in the military, got training. (laughs) You know I will. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He was in the military, got training, was kicked out, um, discovered he had cancer, they don't really... They didn't really specify what kind of cancer, but based on the the PSAs that uh, Ryan Reynolds has done lately, lately. We, we can guess what kind of cancer it may oh, have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the Weapon X program offered to try to give him a healing factor based off of Wolverine's healing mm-hmm. factor. Um, this totally volunteered. He volunteered. Oh yeah, he volunteered, yeah. and then they were it was just that whole we're trying to recreate the experiment that we can't take down now. So. Right. Um, try to build that better weapon. Yeah, and they always mess up. <laughs> exactly. Um, Classic. But yeah, comedy. they so they gave that to they were able to give that to him, and then uh, it went horribly, horribly, or as you may read, very, very well. Oh, that's true. Wrong. Good point. I don't know. Depends <laughs> on how you look at it. Yeah, 
Um, so it looks like an avocado. That's sex with an older <laughs> avocado. <laughs> so, so going on for Christmas, said he was obviously disfigured by it and um, became mentally unstable, probably from appearance. Um, it's part of probably just from like the whole process of Weapon X. It is part of it is part of the regeneration process too. Uh, His neurons are constantly like regenerating, Mm -hmm. so it kind of causes some psychosis and causes uh, uh, some added benefits of from time to time, depending on the writer. He's immune to like psychic attacks and things like that, kind of like Wolverine. Yeah, only Wolverine's more based on the. The adamantium in his skull, and then we totally had a nerd moment. We adjusted our glasses at the same time. Totally, yeah. Like, <laughs> <I'm> a nerd. <laughs> Actually, but, uh, yeah. issue thirty-eight of Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, so he's a master martial artist and a swordsman and a marksman. Um, carries devices that grant him teleportation, which is kind of cool, yeah. right? You guys, mm-hmm. no teleportation. Uh, that's pretty awesome. And holographic disguise and a magical satchel. Oh man, he's got a hat. I know he could do teleportation. That's pretty yeah. cool. Which what is why they gave it to him. And in the what's movie. in the magical oh, satchel? His magic sack. <laughs> okay, on a side note or a side question, would, <laughs> yes. would you guys trade your sanity for regenerative abilities? Like, My sanity? Yeah. Yes. You would? <laughs> My sanity, there are days when I'm barely holding on to it at work. So my sanity, yes. So you wouldn't mind just giving it up and just like, cool. What about you, Jamie? I don't know. I say yes. I think I need to see the movie first. <laughs> you have to think about it. I'll do it. Yeah. Just, just give, it, give it to me. Give me the power. I mean, it could be pretty cool. I guess then you're kind of like, I don't know, like, you can beat anything. Doesn't matter what comes at you. That is true. Nobody will expect anything. No consequences for your actions. <laughs> well, there's consequences. I mean, you'll survive them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, like, you could just go like crazy on people. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie has like. See, she like she, goes in depth and like. She, hmm, she I does. could murder people with no consequences. Yeah, she does take it no to a level me. of creepiness. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> And that's exactly what Deadpool does, actually. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you are Deadpool. You're Lady Deadpool. Um, so he's also known as the Merc with the Mouth. And I think regenerative degenerate or something Yeah, like the that. regenerative degenerate. There you go. And he likes to talk smack, so he took a book out of Spidey's... Uh, took a book. Took a page out of Spidey's book with that. Are we going to say something? No. Okay, sorry. Um, so, uh, his first appearance was in New Mutants, um, and issues of X-Force, and also, like, after that, he, to, just to push the character, he got guest appearances in The Avengers, and Daredevil, and Heroes for Hire. Now, if you were to get his, um, what we were just talking about, mm-hmm. his regenerative powers, <laughs> would you also get his sense of humor? Probably. I don't know. That's more of a personality trait. Because I guess at that point, you can laugh at life. I would like to have his comebacks. Right? <laughs> right? His quick really... his quick snarkiness. Like, at that point, like, getting old isn't, isn't a thing. Right. But that's not part... That's part of your personality. That's not yeah. necessarily... Now, I mean, I guess it could be an extension of his psychosis. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know... Because I would take that. crazy, you could... <laughs> yeah. Plus, it could take away the stress of your own, like, mortality. You'd be like... 
I don't care. And everything's like a game to you. What if you forgot, like, as your memories and things went down, you forgot things. Like, you forgot math. And then, like, oh, later on it comes back and you remember math, but you forgot English. You know? <laughs> that would suck. That would you suck. Constantly, you're like, I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> right. Who are you? What you'd am be, I doing? You'd be the most, like, worthless mercenary ever. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to kill the target. Kill and the target? you are... Yeah. And I am, and you need me to do what again? So going off of that though, which is a good segue, um, Deadpool's backstory is being known as uh, kind of vague and subject subject to change, like within the narrative. So like with the, like the Joker, so, yeah, well, like they the really are ripping off of DC. <laughs> so because like at one point, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this character. I'm not, but... T-Ray! Yeah, there you go, Boom. T-Ray. So T-Ray pretty much claimed that he's the real Wade Wilson, and the one who was uh, Deadpool was, like, just a murderous guy who stole his, uh... But are you really gonna trust an Stole his identity. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean... Huh. Good point. But, um... Oh, actually, this is a really cool fact, too. Loki claims to be his father. And it has something to do with the fourth wall breaking, if I... Uh, well, correct. Loki's also told him... That he's a cartoon or a uh, a comic book character, comic right? character in the past. So there you go. It's that's part of the reason why he breaks the fourth wall. Is he's like one of the few people who does it, and he's like the only one that knows they're in a comic book. Mm-hmm. There's actually like times when he's like trying to defeat somebody and yeah. pull up back issues of his own comic oh, or other so comics cool. and read game. about how to defeat him. Awesome. <laughs> Which is part of why he like breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, like, like we watched that video and I was talking about. Uh, like Deadpool's being tortured, he's like, "Oh, this isn't really happening. This is just some right. sicko had a typewriter typing all this out." Yeah, that's right. You yeah, so. which I think is really clever for a character to be able to do that. It's kind of cool. It's nice that it's a character that um, it makes sense for them because of their mm-hmm. craziness. You yeah, we expect it. That's like true. you wouldn't want Captain America breaking the fourth. Oh no, yeah. Or like Spider Man turning and looking at it, and be like, you know what? <laughs> Get off the drugs, people. Even, you know, or, even though they have been doing that with Ultimate Cartoon, Ultimate Spider-Man, right? Did they stop? I, that that annoyed the yeah, crap out did, of me. And I, we too. talked about that when I first started. I was yeah. like, okay, I can get behind it if it's like introducing characters mm-hmm. and you're breaking the fourth wall to introduce this character. Right. And then you never do it again after, unless you're meeting a new character or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But they were constantly doing it. was too it. much, man. Yeah. And I, I wanted to like, I wanted to love that cartoon, but because it had Drake Bell, yeah, and, and, and it's Spidey, yeah, so. but I just, oh yeah, it's because of that. I think that, the episodes that I watched, that's what killed it for and me. You know what's like, sad? I think that's the longest running Spidey cartoon. Really? How long has it been running? It's been around since Spectacular ended, which was twenty, sorry, twenty ten, or maybe no, Spectacular ended. 2008 so that came out 2009 ish for a long God. time yeah i could be wrong about that but i think i'm pretty close wow i would have thought uh 90s cartoon had lasted longer i know i think i think 90s cartoon had more seasons okay but that's right. because they had shorter, shorter seasons, seasons. Yeah, yeah it was almost like 13, one storyline is yeah per season, season. Yeah. yeah yeah you're right so but yeah man and i heard that I hope they're going to make another Spidey cartoon, which I'm, I, I don't know, because Disney's in charge of that, so who knows if they're going to make an Ultimate. Out. But, um, which, another fact about that tool is kind of 
Deadpool. Yeah, uh, like Deadpool himself jokes about whether he actually is Wade Wilson, depending on like which writer or like what what the writer says and what the writer prefers, which goes back to him just yeah. kind of making his own rules type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and that whole breaking the fourth wall. It's like, well, you know, I'm a comic book character, so it depends on who's retconning it this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, but, another. Um, uh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just gonna say another interesting fact about Deadpool is you know how Deadpool has that uh, those three inner monologue dialogues yeah when you read it well one of them is him one of them is like the rational side of him and the other one is the irrational chaotic side yeah. well the rational side is actually another comic book character named dr bomb oh uh Interesting. i'm not really sure how that works well it's he's got a bell for a hand oh, okay got it. yeah they don't really explain the character himself was a uh, psychiatrist and he played in a band and somehow his hand got ripped, cut off by a little guillotine holy crap yeah I just read about this video. yeah and they he replaced it with like the bell yeah and they never really explained where he got it from or why he did it oh okay like that. and he just took on the character of Dr. Bong so um, <laughs> that's a little bit crazy I don't know much about him I didn't know <laughs> too much about him but the other one the actual can so I'm not really sure why how they do that but the other one the chaotic side is actually another character um I think his his character's name is Madcap. Okay. And he was a guy who um, was a deeply religious guy, and then he and his family were going on uh, uh, like a mission trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they were on a bus, and the bus crashed, and everybody he got hit with like chemicals, and everybody died except for him. Okay. And he started this whole not believing in purpose and life, and life life is just you know pointless and this that and the other. Anyway. Yeah. So at some point he's fighting Deadpool, and Deadpool and him get hit with Thor's lightning, oh, and they both like just turn to ash because <laughs> they both have like regenerative powers. Yeah, and then like the ash is there, and then like Deadpool's the only one that regenerates. Okay, and so it took like a couple of years or couple, you know however long the storyline took before they realized that. Madcap had regenerated with Deadpool oh, in the same body. That's really interesting. And so Deadpool and them came up with this idea that they would have, I think it was Thor. It was Thor the Hulk ripped them in half. Yeah. So that one would regenerate oh. into Deadpool and one would regenerate into uh, Madcap. Yeah. And so they did that. And so that, <laughs> that second uh, internal monologue kind of went away for a little while. And then it just kind of later on just kind of came back oh really <laughs> yeah oh that's really interesting that's kind of mm. cool how much flexibility they have with such a character <laughs> yeah. you know I, mean? I thought it was like an interesting way of like explaining that away it's like oh because yeah. they merged and regenerated yeah like, that's actually that really makes awesome. perfect sense it does yeah that's yeah. interesting huh but um moving on to i guess him getting his own series that was in 97 um after his uh you know all of his guest appearances and other main comic book series and he had two mini series too oh sweet before that oh you did sweet yeah and then it was in 97 that he got his first was it 97 or 91 his first like official where he got his first ongoing yeah 97 was his first ongoing series <laughs> and that was written by joe kelly and artist ed mcginnis ed mcginnis that was back when he was a nobody oh yeah everybody knows him. but um and some characters are introduced uh it's Blind Al and Weasel, and I'll let Chris or Jane take it away on one of those. 
You want to talk about it, Jamie? Go ahead. Uh, of course. <laughs> no, I was kidding. Uh, so Blind Al is kind of uh, the motherly person who kind of helps take care of. She's also, she's described as being like the motherly and uh, like his confidant and then like also his prisoner. Um, and she's a blind lady. <laughs> like, I can't remember, uh, her name was Althea. She's blind, yeah, blind Al. And like, <laughs> they kind of, this relationship they kind of have is back and forth and they're kind of... Uh, like I said, she's kind of his prisoner, but she also kind of helps take care of him and, like, yeah. helps him with, like, his intel and stuff. She's supposed – they don't really explain her origin very much other than that she used to work for, like, uh, either the British intelligence or oh, something, nice. some, mili- some military intelligence yeah. group, which is how she has all the connections. Um, but she, like, kind of cares for Deadpool and try, or Wade and, try, and sees him as – like a troubled person, yeah. Um, but she sees that he has the potential for great good, so she's trying to like lead him more towards you know doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and at times that works, and then at other times, Wade's just a complete douche nozzle. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. There's well, he puts her in like what they call the box, and it's a room that has like sharp pointy objects in it and so it's a blind woman trying to go through this house with like all sorts of sharp objects and stuff um but you know it kind of uh they even 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 when he does that like wade's kind of like kind of nice because he doesn't lock the door okay she's not in prisoner but she kind of is because it's a blind woman trying to exactly yeah uh and so he like kind of puts it in there and kind of tortures her and tries to do pranks on her and stuff like that. Well, you know, she's she gets him back by like because she's the one that prepares his food and this that and the other. So yeah. like, she gets him back and pranks him and does stuff <laughs> like uh, put laxatives in his food and stuff. <laughs> so I mean, she's it's, it's one of those. I think they're it's a love hate relationship. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of it's, uh, it's like a twisted spidey Aunt May type thing. <laughs> well, there actually is an adventure where they go back in time. Yeah. And blind out impersonates Aunt May. <laughs> so it's just kind of one of that weird thing. Um, she's like very sarcastic and I was like very, very quick-witted so she can like trade little snide comments back and forth with him. Is she um, like, is she uh, well-adjusted as a blind person? Like, not Matt Murdock well-adjusted but she can get her own. Yeah, like mm-hmm. uh, she's not like, you know, oh, I have to sit in this chair because I don't know where anything is. Right. I mean, obviously, yeah. if she puts her in a room where she doesn't know anything, yeah. you know, right, right. that's kind of the case. But um, they kind of go back and forth. I think she's, like, well-adjusted in, in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, they don't, they like I said, they don't kind of go back, they don't really explain her history much um, there's kind of like all these different references that you're supposed to like kind of decide and of course it's that whole whatever the writer wants to do at the time yeah yeah. Um, like there's one scene that we're going to for yeah uh, well, that's a lot of characters actually <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's like one scene where like they were where Deadpool refers to her as a golden girl and so <laughs> it's kind of some people take it as a hint that um, she might be uh, Betsy Ross which was a character who was alter identity was golden girl mm-hmm. and so people are like oh man that's who she is and, yeah yeah you know we don't know and then like it kind of got reconned into it's more like maybe the golden girls from tv and he's just <laughs> kind of making that joke yeah. like, she looks, she look, well she looks like uh she almost looks like a Stel Getty character oh really yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a little oh. so um 
But they kind of go back and forth with that. Um, there's also a chance that she could be the original Black Widow. That's interesting. That was uh, written in as one point. And uh, she feels responsible for Wade getting cancer. Oh. Um, she oh. is actually going to be played in this movie by Leslie Uggams. And I apologize if I mispronounced that last name. But, yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, I didn't, we didn't really know anything about her. She's done some work on Broadway. Apparently she's known for uh, Hallelujah Baby. I don't know what that yeah, was. It's like a famous one, I guess, maybe. Semi-famous. Yeah. I, have uh, I, guess, I guess it's one of those. It was popular, but maybe not. Yeah. I'm not going to be taught in schools. Maybe. Right, yeah. I, don't know. I know she's done some like stents on TV. so. And she has like a pretty decent uh, music. Like She has like a discography. It's actually pretty... It's like a, a, like like a list of eight or so, I think. So I guess she's like one of those like I'm not too sure if she was very known back then, but I guess maybe one of those. Or it might be something that she was known back then, but hasn't uh, transcended. Could so be, I, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so maybe. Um, but very interesting casting for that, you know, just someone that like who's kind of like a Broadway type figure and more music based than like acting. So I wonder. That should be kind of cool to see what she brings to the character. Do you know I would have liked to have seen her? Because they have a lot of programming. Uh, oh, what's her name? The one who played Le- Lieutenant Uhura from Star Trek. Oh, um... God, what is her name? I should know if I have the crush on her. Um, I'm just failing that. Not the new movie, the, the original TV show. Oh, I'm talking about new movie. <laughs> no, the original... The original uh, Nichelle Nichols? Okay. Yeah, I think it is her name. Because that would be like around the same age that Bly Dow's supposed to be. That I would kind of have her seeing. I could see her being snappy like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that'd be good casting. Huh. But I was not involved in the casting, <laughs> and there's probably reasons why they chose uh, Leslie Uggams. Uh, For the reason I want to say Estelle. I don't know why. <laughs> because, because you're thinking Golden Girls. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh man. Oh, okay. Right. That's gonna be fun. Take it away, Jamers. Oh, so we're talking about Weasel now? Weasel. <laughs> Weasel. Weasel. Um, so he's perhaps Deadpool's best friend. Deadpool is um, a half friend. Well if he did, then Weasel's his best friend. Um The guy who insults him all the time. He's the best of the non existent friends. Well, you know. Um yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that he had a crush on Gwen Stacy. Just because Claudius here loves Gwen Stacy. I do love Gwen Stacy. Weasel, I love old school Gwen Stacy. Weasel might uh, beat you up. <laughs> no, Weasel did go to Midtown High with Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. That's where that came from. And um, <laughs> TJ Miller is playing him in the movie. Yeah. TJ Hooker. TJ Hooker. Shatner. Shatner. First appearance was in Cable number three. In 93. 1993. What's some of his uh? Oh, my God. We are older He's a genius. than Deadpool, if you really think about that. You're right. That's I didn't insane. even think about it until just Holy now. cow. Dang. He's a genius hacker. He's Is an he? inventor. Knowledge of weaponry. Um, weaponry. weaponry? <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't even speak. It's okay. But yeah, Sorry. yeah. Spelled right, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, know. Jessica Jones went to Midtown High too. I think we oh yeah, about that. that was the other thing. I see. Uh, I looked through this stuff too long ago. That's okay. I need to keep it fresh in my mind. So yeah, 
their um their history is kind of interesting. Deadpool and Weasel. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, like I, like I said, uh, I'm now like learning a lot about Deadpool, and this is history. But um, I guess there's a an instance where Deadpool like teleported on accident. Oh yeah. <laughs> to the past. Um, that's where he found a Weasel. Real name was uh or was is Jack Hammer, so he disguises Peter Parker. Jack <laughs> they had some really great names back then. Yeah, he disguised just like Stanley. Like <laughs> um, all their names are alliteration. Peter Parker. Crap! <laughs> um, oh, what was it? Uh, Sue Storm. Uh, crap! What was Family. Uh, Big Bang Theory did this whole thing like when they were talking about they were gonna meet. Uh, Stan Lee, and they were yeah. making jokes about how, like, all of his characters have, like, J. John Jameson. J. John uh, James. Oh, yes, right. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, right. I love it because at the end, they were always like, they, I can see Stan Lee just making up names. Well, back in the, <laughs> the, back in the 60s, you know, you just went for it. Yeah, that's true, though. Not, not a lot of explanation went into why it was just like, this happened. Okay, cool. Yeah. You had a name. <laughs> yeah. Because he, like, Stan Lee even said that he didn't really. Know of a scientific reason for Hulk. He's like, you got hit by a gamma ray. Yeah, kind of yeah like they, well, they're they like, radiation's all like the bad now. Yeah. Like nuclear testing. So, what do we know about right. yeah, radiation? Gamma! There yeah. we go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Makes sense. And then they even, like, they even watch the random one. It's like, cosmic rays. <laughs> like, we don't even know what this is. We're just going to say it's space rays. That's so true. Oh, God. So. so, okay, going back to Weasel, um, Deadpool's bestie. Uh, he had a pretty prestigious prestigious job. I think he worked for Norman Osborn. And that was ruined by Deadpool. Ruined. Who pretty much ruined, ruined by Deadpool. Who pretty much told Norman that uh, Weasel was a drug addict, a drug seller, person in the D-rugs. <laughs> D-rugs? Yeah. He doesn't take a bite out of crime. Um, so... <laughs> So, like, that kind of ruined it for his his future, pretty much. So, that's when he kind of got into the whole uh, weasel name, and he became kind of like a his own little anti-establishment type person. That, you know that, I mean? that weasel. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I guess it wasn't really Destiny. Maybe it was, but it was kind of manipulated by Deadpool a little bit. But, um... So what, so was he like... I need you to be my best friend and do these things for me. So, uh, hey, Norman, um, he sells drugs. Yeah, so. Kind of need to ruin him right now. That's probably what happened. No, well, yeah, after I he's like, we're all comic book characters. I can do what I want. It's not going to affect anything. That is true, though. Yeah, yeah. They're going like, to all You're going to come over here with me for a little while. So, yeah, so that's when he kind of, you know, took on the name Weasel and. Uh, <laughs> His only career option at that point was a life of crime. Did he pick a thing himself? Why would you call yourself Weasel? Oh, why would he call himself Weasel? And that because it's what separates us from the animals. <laughs> Actually, I will. Weasels. I will look that up while Chris talks about your the favorite uh, new character that you like to say. No, I wouldn't say my favorite new <laughs> character, but it's my fa- it's the character that I think is going to be very interesting to see how they do it. The movie, and that is Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Oh. Yeah, she's gonna be played by uh, Brianna Hildebrand, um, which I find is very interesting because when you first, you don't, nobody really knows about Negasonic Teenage Warhead because 
that's just not a character you think is going to be popular. Right. Um, and a name that anybody wants to say more than once. Exactly. I know. It's like so long. It is. Well, it's from a name, from a band. She looks it's really a cool. Song. Oh, uh, really? From a band by, I believe it's Monster Magnet. Um, that's how she was named. Um, she's in the comics. She's originally um, a Genosian teenager that goes to school with uh, the ex. Uh, well, not the X-Men at that time, but um, Emma Frost has a school on Genosha, which is supposed to be a safe haven for mutants. That's kind of cool. Um, she, so she's, we assume, or we are given the impression that she has some kind of telepathic abilities, because Emma Frost is one of the world's mm-hmm. most leading psychics. Um, yes. She talks about, and she's also one of the least dressed people in the X-Men universe. <laughs> yeah. Her and Storm sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Uh, have you seen some of the Goblin Queen with Jean Grey when the clone Madeline oh. Pryor and mm-hmm. Goblin Queen back in the She's 90s. Kinda she was kind of risque. Yeah. Like, there was even, and I know this is a sidebar, but they even had to like go back and, and cover. Because, oh, really? Because like the Goblin Queen's outfit like would cover would cover only like the top half of her boobs. Yeah. And so people would complain about, or not people, but like women would complain about, not that they're not people, let me phrase that, but women would, I had to figure out how, I had to make sure I phrase that. Yeah, yeah. But women would complain about like the sexualization of it and stuff, so yeah. I had to go back and like kind of change her outfit. Um, anyway, back to the whole thing. Uh, so uh, she was a student of Emma Frost. And she started having these precog uh, dreams of Genosha being attacked and everybody dying. And then, uh, like, she had this dream, like, 50 times in one night and told Emma mm-hmm. Frost about it. And then, like, literally a few panels later, um, Cassandra Nova, who is Professor Xavier's twin sister, mm-hmm. and also bald, which is <laughs> kind of funny, um, had Sentinels attack the Genosian island and so everybody died including uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead <laughs> which I don't think was her na- I don't know if that was her name at the time um, so that kind of helped I mean didn't help but uh, it led to Emma Frost having kind of a mental breakdown right um, and then there's some more stuff that happens uh, that goes on with that so is Negasonic's name actually Ellie Yes, uh, I don't know what her last name is. It's uh, but for oh Ellie, Fimister, Fimister, P H I M I S T E R. Um, hmm. not really sure how to pronounce that. I apologize. Um, but basically, she dies in that in that instance. She comes yeah. back later, but I don't really know much about that because I haven't read X Men Necrotia. Uh, but I, when like they're talking to like. Kitty Pride, and they tell her like who this person's code name is. Yeah, Kitty Pride's like, "Well, we're just naming them everything now, aren't we?" Because it's Negasonic, <laughs> right? Teenage yeah. Warhead. <laughs> but anyway, the way they're doing it in the movie is um, she's not going to have, uh, as of right now, everything that's based on it is she's not going to have like any kind of psychic powers, hmm. but she creates nuclear blasts out of her body. That's kind of awesome. It is, yeah. and it goes more more goes with her code name. Yeah, it does. But uh, it's just yeah. kind of interesting that they're completely changing that character for, for the movie. They're almost doing like they did with X-Men, with Deadpool. That's right. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> You're so right. Oh, one character that we did forget to mention was uh, Vanessa, who's been played by Marina Bachman, who's Wade Wolf's love interest. Uh-huh. And um, just to make a long story short, she later becomes copycat in the comic. So, um, what they do that? Yeah. What's her name? Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa. Yeah. So that'd be kind of cool to see where it goes, because I know they're they're already gearing up for a sequel, I guess, kind of. They know this movie's going to make money. Yeah. This movie's going to make bank, because it's going to be a rated R movie that everybody wants to see. Yeah. And like we spoke of the last uh, episode, Deadpool's become the Harley Quinn of the Marvel Universe, Mm -hmm. where everybody wants to jump on this bandwagon and wants to pretend to... Like, we are not jumping on the bandwagon of, oh, we're Deadpool fans, we've always been Deadpool fans. We're just a... We're interested in this character. Mm-hmm. We did some research today to find out more about this character. Um, we I've read a couple, you know, some storylines and issues with him in it, but I don't. I wouldn't say I'm a Deadpool fan. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is um, fair to say. So we're trying not to jump on that bandwagon, but we yeah. are talking about you know the stuff that's coming up. Right, exactly. And what great marketing to bring it out the weekend of Valentine's Day. <laughs> For all those single people to have something to do. Hey, I'm going like to watch me. it. <laughs> I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> Actually make Valentine's weekend bearable. And even they're, with their brilliant marketing, they ever saw are advertising it as a love, love story. story. That was yeah. so that was cool. Love yeah. Oh. And I was watching this interview with Ryan Reynolds, and um, he said he, he loved the, the marketing for the movie, and it's so brilliant. And like the, they let them do almost anything they wanted to do. So like him and whoever would be thinking of like these ideas late at night and like okay let's do it and then they'd pitch it to the to the studio and they're like yeah go for it do it you know but there are some things that were cut yeah like, yeah yeah there was a lot of those uh one-liners back and forth between him and weasel <laughs> there was a lot of that they're like you went too far you can't say <laughs> yeah. this in this movie like and get it rated anywhere we can release it right so, right but now it's gonna be like uncensored deleted blu-ray scenes oh, that'd be cool to see those, and, yeah, yeah but it's just like funny because i was looking at it i was reading some of the stuff that they did i'm like yeah there's no way that would make it into a movie <laughs> so is weasel the guy that's um going the... yeah the one going back and forth with him with that you know, uh, like tj miller's character yeah but um and they seem like they have like a very natural back and forth like mm-hmm. like you said some of the stuff probably wasn't written the part is going off top of the head type thing you know yeah. What if they ever got so mad at each other? They were just yelling at each other. How dare you tell me like that? <laughs> Hope they have that on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a few interesting facts about uh, Deadpool. I thought this was really interesting. Um, when they asked Fabian and the Caesar about Deadpool, like sexuality is kind of ambiguous in a way, you know? Yeah. So like, but he says. Um, he doesn't really have one. It's kind of like in the moment, I think, with Deadpool. Yeah, like you said, he's because om- he's omnisexual. Yeah, how it's referred to, and like you said, like the whole neuron thing you referred to. He's never like a stable person, so he just never knows who he is. And the you know, what I mean, like for a long period of time type thing, you know. But um, which does make sense, I think. Well, oh, it would make things easier. <laughs> he's also been known. <laughs> this is just because of the. The sexual inclination that we're talking about. Yeah. He's been known to wear um, yellow panties under his costume. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's um, funny. That he stole from Jean Grey. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this is one of those, like... Oh, man. There's, this is going to be so... 
I don't think they'll actually show anything yeah, like that. Yeah. They probably won't because they might show like, like hookups on there or something. Possibly, yeah. they really want to. But this is like they actually this is like tied into the X Men universe, so mm-hmm. it's not like its own separate unit movie. It's not anything like that. It's, this is part of the continuity, apparently, yeah. which I find <laughs> funny. I really hope they explain the Deadpool and X Men. Yeah, I hope they do too. One. And um, they probably won't. But the way Colossus looks like comic book Colossus, you know what I mean. Which I think it's awesome that he looks like that. I'm excited yeah. to see him in action. They used a completely different actor on that one. Yeah. And it's mostly like... Um, CGI. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like Which, motion capture type thing. Yeah. Which I'm okay with that. Yeah, definitely. He actually has like the hair and everything. It's really cool. <laughs> well, he had it. I mean, he looked realistic in the in the, the X-Men, movies. X-Men movies. He just didn't get a lot of screen time. Yeah, so that's true. Hopefully this will be a little bit more screen time. Yeah. Since they're kind of working together in a way, but yeah, I don't know what's know. going on with this. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if they're trying to bring Deadpool in. And I didn't watch any of the previews. I mean, I watched the trailers, but not like here's a scene. Like I didn't do that. I didn't yeah. watch those. You know what I mean? Because I didn't yeah. want to ruin it. Because after a while, you can start piecing them together, and you see like thirty minutes of the movie. You know what I mean? And this movie is only like an hour and a half. Long. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's ninety minutes. Not long. Right. So I'm trying to stay away from that, which we have. Too much longer to stay away from things because it's coming out Friday. Oh man! I thought this was kind of cool. Um, Deadpool was ranked as <laughs> this is like kind of weird, but 182nd on the Wizards magazine top 200 comic book characters of all time. And Wizard is like a pretty known. Well, it was. Yeah, they I mean, they I, I mean, been, like in the whole spectrum of well, comics. That's, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it hasn't been in publication. For probably 10, 15 years. I remember. Or even 20 years. Like, I loved Wizard. I'd I'd go buy it whenever I could. I did too. Um, So I loved it. So for him to be, I'm pretty sure that 182 out of 200 is probably like mid or late 90s, early 2000s. And that's a big deal because he was. He was just new, yeah. yeah so yeah. that's kind of that whole. He's you're new right. and he broke the two hundred. That's yeah. Right, man. yeah, yeah, that does make sense. And then the other number that you're going to talk about. But yeah, you can. No, no, you can. But um, again, he's ranked forty fifth on Empire Magazine's list. Empire's um, you know, media, movies, things like that. Yeah. Out of fifty greatest comic book characters, um, IGN, who's a uh, you know pretty current. I like their rewind theater stuff. It's so good when they go back and analyze trailers. I love that. Yeah. Um, they rank him thirty first on uh, top one hundred comic book heroes. So, which he's um, I guess he's Deadpool is kind of like loved by just a spectrum of people in the past, I think. But like here lately, it has been like a <laughs> a bomb rush <laughs> yeah. to the character. Yeah. So, he's, but he's been popular the last four or five years, but it's not. I don't think. You know, like Superman, like ever, like everybody got into Superman, loved Superman, mm-hmm. and Batman, and Spider Man, all that. Yeah. And then this one is kind of that whole. I'm getting into it because it's getting popular now. It's not. Like I hate to say it, I hate to say it, but now the nerd and comics are becoming cool. Yeah. It's that whole thing. Like everybody's watching Doctor Who now. Right. I've noticed that. Because they're yeah. on the bandwagon. Yeah. So. That is definitely <sighs> true. That's why Dragon Con is so crowded now. Yeah. <laughs> It's can't crazy. get a room, man. It's even worse now. Speaking of, I gotta buy my ticket. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So Deadpool comes out February twelfth, which is this Friday. And as far as like it being a comic book movie, and Ryan Reynolds finally getting to be the character he's always wanted to portray on screen, and he even said he's 
He won't play any other comic character but Deadpool from now on. So he hopes he can play him forever, he said. so. Hmm. Well, I wonder why, because <laughs> the last one he tried to play... Yeah, they screwed it. But... I, I like Green Lantern as a movie. It wasn't horrible. It yeah. wasn't good, but it wasn't horrible. Right, it wasn't Ghost Rider 2. <laughs> It wasn't that, so yeah, it was, it was <laughs> pretty was one on that one. <laughs> But, it's just, yeah, it's the whole... And I don't know if this is true, but I heard the director of Green Lantern wanted Bradley Cooper to be Hal. So he, when they went, they kind of, that's what I heard, I don't know if it's true or not, but they kind of uh, gave Ryan Reynolds the part without him directly approving it type thing and yeah. he was kind of against that and <laughs> on set he, he kind of gave Ryan Reynolds like a hard time like making him do like multiple takes of things that went well type things I don't know if that's true or not I, but I don't know but that that movie first of all they they, they fell into the and this is probably something for another day but they fell into the same category as Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer mm, okay they took the villain and they butchered what the villain should have been Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's true. They also made a villain that didn't need to be in that movie. Hector Hammond should never have been in that movie mm-hmm. if they were going to do Parallax. There was really oh, no yeah. reason for it. That is true. Should have just been Parallax and Sinestro, and then at the yeah. end of it, Sinestro becoming the leader of his own core. Yeah. That should have been the end of it, and you should have been a training, you know, spent more time training Hal Jordan on how to do this. Right. That would have been the way to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then everybody's like, oh, he's so childish. Well, okay, it's Green Lantern. If you read a lot of the Green Lantern, there's a lot of times when they do the goofy, especially in their early part, they do the goofy stuff where it's like, oh, I'm catching you in a baseball mitt. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to hit that out of the park with my baseball. <laughs> like the racetrack. Thing. Yeah, and the racetrack thing. Like mm-hmm. that, to me, that if I were having the ring for the first time, I would... That would be something I would consider. Yeah, because you have earthly ideas. It's not like you're being chilling yeah. in space for like a long time. Right? Yeah, and it's and it's Hal Jordan, so it's not exactly like his options would have been do a little race car thing or do a hand that grab the thing. Right. Yeah. He's not the artist that Kyle Rayner is, so he's not going to have the details and have a finely made machine that's going <laughs> to pick the car up and drop it over here. Right. Yeah. He's not military, so he's not going to have like a helicarrier come down. Oh, I mean, he is military, but he's not like. Uh, John Stewart was army, so right. or army or marine, not marines. So he's not going to have that whole militaristic. Da, 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 da. He mm-hmm. was air force, so right in a pilot, and so even used the planes at one point, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. So sure. he had some experience, but he was, but it wasn't going to be like one of those things where he's going to be like, I'm going to draw, you know, or imagine this big complex military machine to pick it up. Right. Like, right. It's just this is the character, and he played it pretty well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then everybody hated it. That makes I'm sense. like, why? Yeah, it's just. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if they were, if they wanted to, if he had the, if if it had to been an origin story and he had the ring and he had had the ring for like two years, mm-hmm. then yes, I would expect a little bit more than, you know, the little racetrack. Yeah, but someone who just got the ring, oh yeah, there's a car coming, boom, I would a road, boom, or something. I would have done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, I think people me. were expecting a lot more spectacle than. You know what I mean? Like they're expecting a bit too much on a Green Lantern at that point. And they shouldn't have done the the green suit, the CGI suit. So (laughs) that was a mistake, in my opinion. Um, It looked good in the movie. Yeah, well, it looked decent in the movie, but honestly, no. Like looking back on it now, the mask seemed kind of off to me too. Okay, it's a little bit. Yeah, the mask was off and the eyes were off. Yeah, it was all CGI. So at some point, the mask didn't even match with the costume, which I don't know how that happened. 
but you literally only get like probably fifteen percent of Ryan Reynolds when he's in Green Lantern form. Yeah, that's so true. It's like, yeah. Come on. yeah, you're so right. That's such a yeah. good point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so you would have wanted it not to be like that, not alien looking, but I, have the gr- have the green and the black. Well, the, okay, the suits are generated by the ring, and they always and they take on like the personality of the of the wear. So yeah. I kind of. I don't have a problem with that. It's just I wouldn't have CGI'd it. Right. At least not in this first one. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, it's almost like it's like when they went back and they tried to do the puppet for Yoda in the first in the episode one. It just it wasn't quite because they had the puppet in the old one and they tried to de-age the puppet and and it really didn't. He looked. <laughs> he looked a little sickly, and then, and then when they do the CGI, it worked. Yes. Oh my god. So yes. for me, it's like the technology wasn't quite there for the suit, but I might get hated on for this from Star Wars fans, but I like CGI Yoda. Like, I, I like. Think, I think most people like CGI. Yoda. I, I like Episode Three Yoda. I think everybody everybody likes CGI Yoda, and then they like the original puppet. Yeah. They don't like the, the sickly version. <laughs> That's just me. But yeah, so now we got comics to talk about. Yes, because uh, I figured we get back to the core of things, which is comic books. Um, we all read a comic this week to talk about. It's one issue, not a whole like, not a complete. Didn't complete the series yet, but we read, we read one. Well, I completed my series. Oh, of course, but, but I read that a long time. Ago. Okay, oh, I read cool. A long time ago, but I read that. Did you want to kick us off with yours? No, we can since we were already talking about Green Lantern. Yeah, go for it. I uh, I'm going to talk about the Star Trek Green Lantern Spectrum War. Ooh. It was a uh, six a issue crossover event of 2015. Nice. Um, and it's based on the movie universe for Star Trek. Um, and so it, basically, what happens is that. In the universe of the Green Lantern, the DC universe, um, little backstory: Green Lantern they focus willpower through the rings and are able to create hard light constructions. There are other emotions, uh, seven of them, indicating a whole spectrum of color. Uh, you know the Roy G. Biv. Um, so you have red, which is yeah. They have red, which is rage; orange, avarice or greed; um, yellow. Fear, green, willpower, uh, blue is uh, hope, indigo is compassion, and violet is uh, and violet is love. Um, just so, in Valentine's Day. Just in time. <laughs> and then there is um, there's two other entities that are in courts that exist: uh, the White Lantern, which is all about life, and the Black Lantern, which is all death, the absence of emotion. So anyway, it starts off with in the DC universe. Um, Ganthet, who is the leader or one of the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Guardians of the Universe. Sorry, Guardians of the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's one, it's, one of those, it's one of those things too, like Deathstroke and Deadpool. Yeah, the names are very similar. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so Ganthet's on this planet, Mogo, who was a uh, Green Lantern before he was killed. So it's an entire planet that was a Green Lantern. Oh, Pretty cool. Damn. That's really And uh, he's on the run from Necron, which is the entity slash head person of the uh, the Black Lantern Corps. And so 
Necron's going around, he's trying to wipe out all life in the universe, trying to destroy all emotion. And so Necron is like chased down and is about to kill Ganthet. Well, Ganthet instigates what we later find out is called First Light, mm -hmm. or Last Light, Last Light, I think, where he basically opens, a, tears a hole in reality and sends all remaining lanterns into another universe. Oh, it's kind of a last-ditch effort to save everything. Yeah. Um, That's kind of cool. And so when he instigates that, they actually go to the Star Trek universe, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, That's a pretty cool way to crossover. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a lot. I like all. I like how they do crossovers. Yeah. It's almost like how do you get this universe to this universe? Right. And so you have to do something very drastic. And we have another issue later that has a crossover that we'll be talking about. Um, but anyway, then it cuts to the Star Trek universe, and you have you know the Enterprise floating around, and they talk about how they find this planet. It's a rogue planet that hasn't been taken by a star yeah they're just kind of floating out in space and they do they scan it and they find an energy signature and they find ganthet's dead body decomposing body yeah so they go and they investigate and of course they see the rings uh one for each of the cores and they go and they collect the body and they collect the rings and start studying it yeah. I'm looking at the body, guys. It's a little bit decomposed. There's no, there's no telling about how long it's been there, but they look at it and they, and they so they take the body and everything on board. Well, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all over the mic. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so Scotty and I don't know the little green dude's name from the movie, but his little companion oh, okay. start studying the rings, and they realize that it's got like a, it's like an energy based design, and it's an energy conduit. So they start experimenting with it, and of course, when they do, they activate the rings, and the rings go and um, or awesome. they activate the rings, and while they're being experimented on, the USS Enterprise is attacked by a Klingon bird of prey. What? Yeah, because you know it's Star Trek, so you got to have the bad guy in there. Yeah, of course. And so uh, his name is General Chang. Chang's chicken. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> General, that's no, still his chicken. <laughs> yeah. General Chang is like trying to take down um, <laughs> Kirk. Sorry. No, I was laughing at the Chinese movie. Well, I was sitting there, I was thinking, who is it? It's, it's Shatter, yeah. but who's Shatter? Who's, yeah. who's Shatter? Who's Shatter? But it's not Shatter because it's Chris Pine's character. Right. <laughs> um, but so they go, uh, so the Klingon Bird of Prey attacks, um, and at the same time, the energy that they're using on the rings kind of react and activate them. And so the rings go flying through the ship and actually tear holes because rings well, are trying to find replacements for the lanterns that had the rings before they died. Yeah. And so three rings go flying out into space and three rings go flying through the Enterprise <laughs> trying to find people. Oh, crap. So, yeah. So, like, kind of, they have, like, a hole in their side of their ship. Oh, no. Yeah. Um and so they're all like freaking out for a second. And then, of course, you know, <laughs> shields come back up yeah. because of the energy source, and they're not sure what it is. Well, right. it turns out it's going to be Hal Jordan that's kind of like shielding the ship. Oh, nice. And so that's the rings nice. kind of go out and try to find their own replacement. And yeah. we find out in this issue, and I won't tell you what happens in the other with the other rings, but there's <laughs> tell four. Us, tell us. No, nope, no, we can't. <laughs> but there's four rings that are found on uh, that are shown in this issue to find people. Mm -hmm. uh, General Chang 
gets the uh, yellow ring, so he joins the Sinestro Corps because oh, no. uh, he can instill great fear. <laughs> that worked out really perfect for him. <laughs> yeah, so he's got his energy ring. Um, Chekhov is gets the in, uh, the blue ring, so he gets hope. So he's cool. a, he's able to uh, he has a lot of hope in his in him. So uh-huh. he's very positive. Uh, Lieutenant Ahura gets the in the, the violet ring, so she gets love. Okay. That's because of her whole yeah, it would Spock. Her whole thing with Spock. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, who do you think gets compassion? Spock. Nope. No. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not at all. Because I don't think he needs it. But <laughs> well, no, remember, remember the Vulcans right? trying to do what? Isn't it whoever possesses? Whoever possesses it. Oh, sorry. Sorry, because I don't think he needs some compassion for that. <laughs> um, um, remember, Vulcans expunge all yeah. emotion. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Um, who gets compassion? Uh, not Kirk. <laughs> nope, Kirk does not get a ring. He's not a ring. Dang, who gets compassion then? Damn oh, it. Bones! Damn it, Jim. I'm Bones a, gets this? I'm a doctor, okay, not yeah, a Because right. I think he's a doctor, yep. which makes sense, yeah. Yep, so Larry okay. McCoy gets uh, the, indi- the uh, Indigo compassion ring. Nice. So, basically, that's where <laughs> it ends, is that we find out that Hal Jordan's there trying to protect the ship, and it actually ends with... Uh, that's a pretty cool a one, ending page. Right yeah, that's it cool. ends with just one page of him out in space, and uh, Hal Jordan's like, nice ship. Why is my friend Skeleton on board? <laughs> and it just ends on that issue. Nice. So it's like... That's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's like, Jordan's like, oh, you got a great show, but what are you doing with my dad? Yeah, man? like, what's up with that, man? So it kind of what's indicates that uh, other people have survived the, the last, or the last, call, or the last light. Dang. That's so, cool. Tell us the rest. I will, <laughs> but in further installments. All right, sweet. We actually might can do that. That sounds really yeah. I I think we should. That'd be cool. In a weekly series or something like that. I would want to do that. That's I the whole thing for this whole comic book discussion thing. We're gonna say that. Definitely recommend uh, Star Trek Green Lantern Spectrum War. Nice. Who did that cover? That cover. Is done by the guy who, <laughs> who drew, drew it, it. <laughs> and he helped. Pencil it. Pencil it, and there were some people that did some things. Maybe he suggested color here or there. Uh, Maybe a color or two. I kind of really hate that. Though. Oh, uh, it was art by Angel Hernandez. Well, I don't know if that was a cover. Uh, it's written by Mike Johnson, art by Angel Hernandez, colors by Alejandro Sanchez, letters by Neil. I definitely can't pronounce his name. Uyatake. Oh, nice. U-Y-E-T-A-K-E, so I apologize okay. if I mispronounced that. Um, so I'm not sure who did this particular... Oh, this cover was, sorry, was done by Neil Adams. There we go. On the, uh, on the cover. Cool. Art style, the art style is really awesome. Yeah, like the that. one that I bought was the uh, Books of Million Second and Charles Collector's Edition. Oh, of it. Oh, cool. um, I also got a copy of this for Christmas. I remember. So yeah, yeah. there is one in nice. still in stock, but uh, I love it. I like. I want to collect the other variant covers of it, but yeah, let's look for them. Yeah. Look for them, the variant covers. Yeah. Do you want to go next? Or no, you want to go? go? Okay. Well, if you guys uh, can guess what I want to share with you, <laughs> it's you uh, want to read about Harley Quinn, don't you? It's an Aquaman comic. Hey. Shout out to Sarah. Aquaman's amazing. No, I wasn't. I wasn't making fun of Aquaman at all. I, I don't want to get beat up by Sarah. Um, it's Howard the Duck, isn't it? Yeah. How did you know? Because it's right here in front of me. Oh, well, good. So Howard is on 
Quest for Cheese. He's a duck. <laughs> Quest for Cheese? Yeah, and uh, he founds it, and it's cheddar, and he likes it, and that's the end of the book. So, yeah, your right, turn, Jamie. Cool. All right. <laughs> No, I'll... I'm going to talk about Spider-Man then. No! <laughs> okay, so uh, my comic that I chose to discuss with you guys this time is uh, The Amazing Spider-Man number one, and this is the 2015 version. So this is Spidey all teched out, and he has a really cool car, which I was I was a bit hesitant about the tech before reading this. Well, my good buddy here, <laughs> Chris, told me to check it out, and I'm glad I did because... Um, you should always trust me. <laughs> yeah. Have I ever stirred, stirred you wrong? Actually, no, even through the whole, like, even through the whole disturbing and heart-wrenching... <laughs> and you still haven't read it, but you need to read that because I'll, it definitely makes you appreciate I will. I'll read it. both Peter Parker yeah, and Otto I'll read I'll, I'll, I'll read it. <laughs> but that's just me. <laughs> so this Spidey comic is the number one um, installment of the new series. Um, so... Pretty much, uh, quick profile on Peter Parker. Amazing. <laughs> we had this conversation. Remember, there's only like 15 different Spider-Man stories. Yeah, that's going. true. So, um, quick profile on Peter Parker. Like he is in this comic, he lives in Shanghai, and Parker Industries is kind of like a global thing at this point. Uh, he has this really cool. I guess I can sum it up as an iWatch. Maybe it's way better than that, but. It's called uh, Webware, where it, it uh, gives you internet access, as access as a phone, free internet, free internet access, dependable internet access. Also, um, it does like everything that you would want something on your wrist to do. If I, I could just, iPhone. yeah, which I could just go ahead and wrap it up as that. But um, so Peter is kind of established, and you know he's well known. He's out of Queens, but he still really represents Queens a lot because at one point in the comic, uh, the criminals that he's chasing down, the Zodiac members, are they're trying to steal the tech from Parker Industries. And um, as far as as far as this issue, I don't know why they're trying to steal it. I guess I can guess because they because it's um, it's like leading technology. Yeah, and so they're trying to reverse engineer it and to be there able to get into. Um, secrets that are being held yeah things. yeah because the connection of everything yeah and plus because peter's like his his watch is like has all the clearance you know coding and passwords and whatnot but um so moving on with the story uh bobby morse is in there i think it's really cool that they kind of he has these these quick team-ups in the comics which i think in the comic but i think is really cool as, as so far i've seen because he's not working on his own um, out the gate, he's working. You know, Shield is very heavily involved. Nick Fury still checks in now and then to give him hell. <laughs> Nick Fury Jr. Yeah, and Peter has. <laughs> and Peter has a, you know, he has his quick comebacks. And he's still very quippy. He still is a very like down to earth, nice guy, even though he is like pretty well off at this point. But what I do like about Peter Parker in this one, and and, and I didn't get from like just just. Looking at the cover, you know, the, the book by his cover type thing. Like, he's getting paid. He's, he's not making... He's choosing not to make a lot of money out of the technology that he's making, which I think is really cool. Like, he's getting paid, like, middle management, you know what I mean? Kind of like yeah. that. He's choosing to get that because he's, he's making technology to make the world a better place, pretty much, for the future. So, and that's his philosophy. 
Oh yeah, and the Uncle Ben Foundation. I thought that was really awesome. Um, that kind of harkens back to you know with great power. I thought that was a really cool nod to Uncle Ben and how much of an influence he's had on Peter through his life. Kind of helps go with the whole um, he's not taking a huge salary because he's trying to be more philanthropic. Yeah, exactly. So like even Uncle though, or, <laughs> like Charlie said. You know? <laughs> anyway, um. Yeah, but, so, like, he has a, a lot of cool adventures, and as far as this issue goes, Zodiac's trying to get the Tekos, as we just mentioned. Um, a prowler is uh, dressed as Spidey, uh, just to make it known that Peter Parker isn't Spidey. Spidey is his bodyguard, so the whole, like, have you seen Peter Parker and Spider-Man in the same room? No. But now you have... I feel like they've done that at some point I think they have, too. Book. I think it was was the chameleon involved or something maybe. No, I think I think they <laughs> hired somebody to be somebody's bodyguard, hmm. um, some rich dude, Which so they could like kind of play him off as not being the same person. I don't know who that would be. There's I not a lot of rich was, guys in comics. Was it was it Mister Fantastic? I think it was. And he hired the thing to be his bodyguard. I think you're probably right. Yeah, but um, <laughs> so we're, we're clearly just making. <laughs> But yeah, so as far as the comic goes, it, uh, going into it, I was kind of like iffy because, you know, my version of Peter Parker that I've grown up loving was, you know, based in Queens and he's always going through our time. You know, he can never really pay the rent. He's dealing with J. Jonah Jameson. He's got an updated spider car. I, know, I was going to mention that too. But, um, and the funny thing about the spider car, like, it has these really, I haven't, I don't know exactly what it could do full on yet, but the things that it's been doing here is, like, amazing. Like, it transforms into, like, this big robotic spider thing, and the uh, pilots can be transferred. If Peter was to leave the cockpit, pretty much, he can give it over to the passenger, and they can, they'll have to move to the driver's seat and just take over, what? um, control of the car. And, um... Peter, like, he doesn't depend on the, the car and stuff like that, like like Batman would. You know, like, you know, the Batmobile and Batman are kind of, like, one and the same type thing. Like, Peter quickly jumps out of the car and goes after the bad guys. So he's so used to just, you know, being Spider-Man. And the web shooters, oh, my gosh. Like, he <laughs> says, like, he says the web cartridge he needs to suit changes it, and it just shoots out, like, different kinds of web, of web fluid or not web fluid because at one point, it was some kind of like steel electrocutionist type type web that he spit out, and then it was another one was like you guys are probably used to like the web foam that he he used to have. So I thought it was really cool to upgrade to the suit. Um, I don't know exactly what the suit looks like when it's kind of like not on his body because I haven't read that far yet. This is just issue one, so I'm kind of curious to see if they can explain, you know, like what's in the suit or what it looks like or whatever. But um. So far, the story is really interesting, and I love that Peter is, <laughs> he's still, like, that smart-alecky uh, type of person, and very, like, good-hearted, and um, even people, like, say he's too much of a nice guy, which he can be, like, when he knows someone is trying to screw him over, which kind of happens in the comic, um, one of his employees, he's kind of suspecting that she's working for the Zodiac, and she is, <laughs> so, um, you know, he's, like, pretty much uh, doesn't doesn't hesitate to like let her know like hey i know you've been doing whatever you've been doing and you know he's very like assertive when it comes to serious matters which is kind of cool so you know even though he's like a nice guy sometimes can be like a pushover he still has a pretty strong backbone when it comes to doing the right thing but um 
Uh, I thought this was really cool too. Uh, <coughs> Doc Ock makes an appearance as um, I forgot what they call him, but something brain. If I can Just reference brain. that, yeah, and he's like a robot, like like a still living robot, brain. living brain, yeah. And he kind of acts like he can't speak in full sentences or have a full thought, but he knows what he's doing. Like you can just kind of tell because. Well, I think what it is, and I only say this because I know what was going on beforehand. Yeah. Um, in case you don't know, which you may not going into this, um, Doc Ock was dying, put his brain into, or put his consciousness into Peter Parker's body, and then Peter yes. Parker, and then Peter <laughs> Parker took uh, control over, and we thought that he had died at the end of Superior, uh, that Otto had died at the end of Superior Spider-Man, sacrificing himself. The Living Brain is a uh, was a villain or a villain's um, little side project thing that was attached at some point or attacked at some point. Um, but they've kind of reprogrammed him to help out. Well, we find out at the end of Amazing Spider-Man that Doc Ock has actually downloaded his brain, was able to download his brain patterns into this yeah. robot again. So I... I think he's like starting to finally piece himself back together. Yeah, yeah, a little so. bit, little by little. But um, so I yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's really good. I enjoyed every panel of that issue. So, um, this issue ends with um, I want to say it just ends with Doc Ock actually. They them showing Doc Ock. I think the girl that works at. The institution. Her name is Anna, her name is Anna, I believe, mm -hmm. and he's like, she says something smart because she wants a quick comeback for the girl that like the was telling her she needs to complete something that will take very longer in like a few days or a day or so, and um, you know, she's like, okay, well, I guess you know, I have to do what I have to do, and the the girl that Peter um accuses of being two faced leaves the room, and Anna is like, oh, you know, pretty much wish I had a quick comeback or. Like, she, she wishes the robot could help her out with that or something like that. And then um, they show, like, the the bubbles of, like, speech. And the robot, who is really Doc Ock, is, like, kind of piecing sentences together. You can see, like, the tech is kind of, like, really, like, wiggly looking. And you kind of feel the way he's talking is, like, kind of trying to get words out, but it's really slow. And then they close up to, like, the eyes and you see Doc Ock saying something about, like, my sweet Anna or something like that. But it's very, like, sinister. You see his, like, grin... And you're like, oh crap. Anna was the girl that, when he was over, uh, taking over Peter Parker's brain. Yeah. He had a relationship with her. Oh, there we go. And so, <laughs> okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, I, no, I, it's I, fine. These are different things I'm trying to add that having you not yeah. figure out. I just want to make sure you understand that. Um, and so he actually sacrificed himself to help kind of protect Anna. And oh, to, okay. So it was like a selfless type um, thing. Yeah, and yeah. to prove, you know, because he had, in order to save her, Peter had to take over. Right. Because yeah. Peter had to make the, the hard decisions that um, Doc Ock couldn't make. Right. Um, and that's why he's like, you know, my, my dear sweet Anna. Yeah. Um, so it's more of like a sincere rather than a sinister type thing. Oh, no, he's sinister in those. I, I mean, mean it's yeah. Not, it's he not, is, not, it's but... not, yeah, it's not a, my dear Anna, I'm yeah. going to kill <laughs> you. And, nah, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. it is a whole, um, he really did love her, and she fell in love with him. Yeah. But she thought it was Peter. But right. She fell in love, and then she realized when Peter took over again that it's not the same person. Right, and right. So she started to realize, and they actually worked it out. And so she knows that Doc Ock was the one that she fell in love with and is no longer there. Right. 
now he is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but um, I swear, I tried to tolerate Superior. It just kept pissing me off the more that they they put off. No, while it was new, current, I, know, I tried I to know. read it. And the it fact just, that they kept waiting and waiting. Yeah, and, and I'm like, dude. So, but, but see. But now that I know the outcome, I would read it and be like, okay, you know. <laughs> I told you they had a plan for that. I they know, wouldn't, I They know. wouldn't actually do anything. Yeah. Did you read the side stories? I read some of them. Yeah, I read the three of them. I read Miles. These are all... Um, I read Superior, uh, uh, 2099. Yep. I loved it because these were all like... The first issue was oversized, and so yeah. for six bucks, you got your money's worth. Yeah, they packed it in with a really, some really cool stories, including the one that we just talked about. And they talked about 2099, and they kind of give you a preview of Silk, mm-hmm. which was another Spider-Man. And this is why I'm saying there's like a thousand Spider-Man things going on. Yeah. Um, there's Spider-Woman, who's pregnant. I'm not sure why or by yeah. who. <laughs> And then there's the the one we talked about earlier, the Web Warriors. Yeah, when they're time travelers. Yeah, the ultimate reality kind of thing going. Spider hands in there. And I like, like it that. because it it gives them a chance to expose other characters, like mm-hmm. Gwen Stacy. Although she does have her own comic book. Yeah. Um, but Avatar, Prabhakar. Yeah. The, the Indian Spider Man. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That his his universe still exists. I just thought it was kind of. Yeah, that is really awesome. And they got Miles. Right and then you got Miles. Yeah. Miles doing everything. So that and was then, really awesome. I love it because they have the White Rabbit, which nobody ever remembers the White Rabbit. <laughs> but yeah, so if you guys haven't read Amazing Spider-Man, um, 2015 Amazing Spider-Man number one, you should check it out because it's like a cool, uh, I guess, introduction to Amazing Spider-Man and also it's a good jump off point for other side stories. So, um, And I love the cover. Alex Ross did the cover. So I'm a big fan of Alex Ross' art. I thought that was really cool. It looks really. I love the just the way he just draws things, man. It's so amazing. He did the cover for. Um, he did the cover for all new, all different. Uh, I saw that. Avengers too for the first yes. like at least the first four issues. That's five so issues. cool. Do you like them? The I covers? Like yeah. I like okay. I love Alex Ross. But um, okay, Iron Jamie. That's it for me and Spidey. So yeah, guys, check it out. Awesome. I'm not mad at Dan Flott anymore because he's writing good stuff. <laughs> All right, so I read the Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Woo! To my face. <laughs> um, it said that mm, variant cover edition is presented by Fried Pie Comics. Oh, that is a variant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Which is that's pretty awesome cool variant. artwork. I love that. Um, but basically, uh, it starts off with. Is the Foot Clan that's um, attacking? And they're like just trying to steal something, and like it goes black. And so like this girl is basically explaining what she saw, and she just sees like flashes of red and blue and purple and orange, and she hears punches and she hears just clanking of knives, and she's like telling Batman what happened. Um, and so he's like gonna go after him, and then it cuts to like. This pizza guy delivering a pizza. <laughs> that was really cool. Yeah, that was really Didn't cool. Didn't to get to the pizza. It's like, <laughs> there's just like a note on this like street pole. It's like, leave, leave it on the street with like a, a 20 or something. It's like classic turtles. And he's like, <laughs> okay. And then like I thought it was kind of funny because they're like, they're like, um, uh, you can't reach it. <laughs> Dude, I can totally reach it's Michael it. Michelangelo. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, like he finally gets it. He's like, hey, it's for all of us. <laughs> So, like, I like their little 
back and forth with yeah. personalities through it. And then it, like, um, so you get a little bit of Batman and Alfred and their, it's like the anniversary of his parents' murder, and mm. he's like, you should be spending time, you know, thinking about your family and stuff yeah. like that. That's always the case <laughs> with him and Alfred. Um, and then uh, Killer Croc's in here, and I'm guessing he's like... She's like the Flash. He can only remember for 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, sure. He has to refresh. But, yeah. yeah, he comes upon their so lair, <laughs> and he finds this game, and it's <laughs> Death Laser Pony Racers. Oh, my God. And, yeah. he, and he breaks it. That's and so true. then, like, later, when they're, like, back in, um, I think Batman, like, comes up on the, the Foot Clan, and he's, like, looking for answers, and they're, like, um... He's, like, asking them about, like, the monster that this girl described to them, basically. And then there's, like, all this fighting going on, basically. And then you get a little glimpse of, like, what the turtles are doing. And someone thinks they're aliens. So it's fighting between, though? It's, like, uh, it Killer Croc and, and, and Turtles. But okay. then you got, like, here you got Batman with the Foot, the foot Clan Yeah, because he, he's, re- he's and, trying or, to find Yeah, trying to figure out what's going are, on. Yeah. And... Yeah, and then it cuts to, like, Killer Croc versus the uh, Turtles. But yeah, so, like, this one guy's like, what are you guys? And they're like, Michelangelo is like, aliens. <laughs> like, spooky. <laughs> and then I thought it was cute because Donnie's like, we're not aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, starts thinking. He's like, well, I mean, I guess it depends on, like, what your definition of aliens is. He gets distracted. And, like, and then they're like, uh, Raphael gets all mad. He's like, Donnie, like, what the heck? <laughs> You know, he's like, oh, yeah, monster, right, okay. Um, but, yeah, so then, like, it cuts back to Batman talking to the Foot Clan, trying to figure out, like, what these meta, he's, like, calls them metahumans. Like, and he's, like, the Foot Clan's, like, you mean the turtles? Like, yeah. <laughs> he's, like, they're not. And then Batman's, like, what? He's, like, turtles. <laughs> like, what do you mean, turtles? And so, oh, that is Shredder. Yes, yeah, so then Shredder comes in. I love that there's a panel with Batman and Shredder. <laughs> That's, like, crazy. Yeah, pretty much you like a full page. Dude, full page awesome. of Batman and Shredder. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, so he's, like, pretty much telling Batman, like, leave us and, and your city, you know, will be safe. Uh, but if you cross us. Yeah. It's another story. Um, drop the smoke pellet. Ninja vanish. Yep. <laughs> and then it cuts back to the turtles. Um, and, like, Raphael's all mad. He's, like, pissed off because he's, like, got to find a new hideout. And, yeah, it's all know, And some, like, <laughs> um. So go to the train station. I can park to abandoned train station. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, even Mikey's upset. And Mikey's, like, my precious babies. He's <laughs> <laughs> all his games. <laughs> and they're like, well, Mike, we'll buy you a new one. Like, whatever. He's like, they won't, they won't love me like these pony racers did. <laughs> um, and so then they're talking to Master Splinter. And then Raphael gets still, he's still mad. So he, like, goes out Classic into Raphael. the streets. And they follow him. And they see the Batmobile. Oh, and, oh. and Donnie's like, oh, she's beautiful. <laughs> he falls in love with her. And then uh, Mikey's like, um, wait a second, I think she's taken. <laughs> and Batman's like, 
up on the, the roof there, or the, yeah, it looks like a roof, um, of the building. And he's like, turrets? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> so, that was it. What did you think of the... I was like... Girl? So this is like your first time... interaction with, between the two of them. Well, so. they're about to issue two, though. <laughs> now I gotta see... Because at first I was like, wait a minute, are turtles a bad guy? Like, wait, oh, what? what? Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> and then I realized it was Foot Clan the Batmobile design is really cool. It, the, even that looks alien to yeah. me. Like it looks really like it does. It looks really like it looks weird. like classic Batmobile with a big bat face, but it still has like this new age type of wings in the back. You know, right. like it's got like but, a face on it. Yeah, like <laughs> old school, like the old school Batmobile. That's crazy. It was cool though. The old nineteen fifties. So you can check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. But, like, I like the back and forth between the turtles. Like, they're different personalities. Yeah. I like, you know. Yeah, because Mikey's all goofy and Donnie's all, like, technical and thinking about things in the middle of the fight. I'm like, what are you doing? It's, it's going to be exciting like, oh, yeah. to see Batman, like, fight some soldiers or something. Yeah. Or even Shredder. That'd be, that'd be yeah. awesome. But, yeah. So, that so. should be interesting. So, like, did that comment get you back? into like wanting to read like comics. I'm curious to okay. see how it goes yeah so I have to go buy the rest of them but... so I figure you can like start off with like character that you know and love already oh, yeah, so yeah. you know yeah definitely um but yeah I like the I like the turtles see so you think you might pick up other issues you said yeah yeah okay. I'll, I'll buy the rest of them I'll so definitely reading it. keep reading mine because it's awesome I think like it's good <laughs> I like comics but at the same time like I need like, obviously, I don't have very good <laughs> Well, I mean... Like, I think I just need, like, a longer, like, story sometimes. Oh, really? Like, I, oh. I don't... I don't know. The whole, like, panel thing, that the digital comics helps that, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to say I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying we're trying this to see if we want to do whole story arcs or if we want to do Like, I like issues. the big trade issues. Yeah. Books or whatever. If you, if you like the trade, I mean, you know... But yeah, I think it's really cool just to get back into the whole comic reading process because yeah. I really missed it, and now I'm giving it some more purpose, more purpose mm. behind it. I like so. it. So yeah. Plus, it's interesting to hear about the other comics. Yeah, that exactly. You guys pick up. So, if you guys haven't read the Batman um, Turtles crossover, I, I read this. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. I just enjoyed the way they introduced all the characters in it, also. And like I said, that that page with Shredder and Batman and same. Panel. It Love gets it. better. <laughs> <laughs> As the yeah. resident comic person, I'm, I'm Say, unfortunately a little like, bit ahead of all of you. I've already read all of these. <laughs> yeah. And more. Well, luckily, there's only two issues out of that one. So. Oh. Yeah, that's oh, cool. that's fairly new. Actually. Yeah. So I, you're not you're not in that. The mine, the entire story arc's finished. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can do mine as a. So mine's actually record. current. Yeah, yeah, you're the current one. Mine. Yours is a little bit behind. Yeah, but yeah. um. We can see. Sorry, Chris. But yeah, so um, who did the art on the Ninja Turtles one? That's what I'm gonna I ask don't... you. Well, I mean, this one's like it's a variant. That's the only thing I don't know where to look for the information. Maybe on the inside. I tried to inside find it. Cause they look like well, the art, the art for the fried pie variant was done by Raphael Albuquerque. Uh -huh. The Artist in this case who did the artwork in the storyline. 
should be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm, um, no. it's like art fun is first. by Freddie E. Williams II. Nice. Uh, colors by Jeremy Caldwell. Script by James Tinian. Ooh, there was a variant cover by Kevin Eastman. What? The original. Nice. Creator. Yes. Um, original creator of Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Okay. I love the um. You know, sometimes when they do crossovers and. Like two big names are in the comic book. You open it up and the art really fun. <laughs> but this one is really you, good. You, unfortunately, you can get, that's the case with a lot of comic books. There's yeah. a lot of times where I pick up a cover and, and I hate it because it's one of those. You shouldn't judge a storyline by the right. cover or by the art. Yeah, that's true. Because like when, there's, when I'm sitting here looking, like I would have picked up... Like I'm an Alex Ross fan, so I'd have picked this up mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. Right. If I didn't... If I knew nothing about it and just wanted to... I'd pick it up, uh, and I'm talking about Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. But when you're flipping through, like, for example, I don't care for the artwork for, um, I wouldn't say I don't care for it, but the Spider-Woman segment in here. I didn't care for that either. I don't care for the artwork as much as I do the other stuff. Yeah, I didn't either. So I agree with you on that. Looking at it, you know, the cover drew my attention. I would have bought it, but mm-hmm. if I'd flipped there, if this had been the cover... You wouldn't have been like, work, I, I probably wouldn't have been as interested in buying it. If, right. It, if I were just knew nothing about Spider-Man, I just wanted to have a good starting on place to a new story, mm-hmm. um, I probably wouldn't have. Unfortunately, there's also times when you can look at the cover and more times more times than not, where the cover doesn't really have anything to do with what's going on in the story. That's true. I was going to say, yeah. since they do like variant covers and stuff not it doesn't even, always going back to the variants oh. going back to like, Deadpool we've seen a few comic covers where he's like no this happens in the story yeah. like on the cover he's saying right. that like it's just the cover guys right. but there's like times when I picked up a comic book and I'm looking at the cover I'm like oh this is going to be an interesting story and I, I kind of flip through it I see what the artwork looks like but I don't see I'm not reading it obviously when I'm purchasing it but I'll see it and I'll be like okay this is going to be interesting I'll read it and then either the character that's on the cover isn't necessarily in the book mm-hmm. or whatever's going on in the cover doesn't happen in the book. Yeah. And I get really annoyed by that because I'm like, right, right. I'm advertising this, but it's not even anywhere <laughs> yeah. near. Well, exactly. it goes back to don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. yeah I agree. <laughs> yeah. So. But at the same time, I wouldn't put Deadpool <laughs> on a cover and then have it be a story about Captain America. Yeah, or Gambit. <laughs> okay. you know, yeah. You know, something like that. So it, yeah, makes sense. It yeah. kind of, it kind of, I was worried about that. I almost had that in a situation happen today. I was reading uh, All New, All Different X Men number four, and it has Alex Ross drawing, and he's got Thor and Captain America, Falcon, which in this case, Thor is now female, and Captain America is now. Sam Wilson, the Falcon. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's not, you know, so it's those two characters and they're kissing on the cover. And I'm saying, going, okay, is this done for shock value or is this something that's actually taking place? And I'm looking, I'm reading it, reading it, reading it, get down to the last like two pages. And I haven't seen that anything like any hint, <laughs> oh, any hint God. of that happening. So I'm like, okay, this is just another one of those. They just wanted to shock value, whatever. Oh, well, it happened. It, oh, it did happen. Okay. The, that she actually does give him a kiss and leaves him kind of like speechless. Oh, really? <laughs> so okay. it's kind of funny. But they actually, I, I think the reason they did that is so that um, they could use the line, 
they said something about um because nobody knows who female Thor is. Well, isn't it not Jane? Yes, I mean, but the characters oh, don't okay. know. Got the characters it. don't know. <laughs> who okay. They still don't know who Jane Foster is. Though. Okay. So like, world, I know. The <laughs> world knows, <laughs> but the characters in the Marvel universe don't know. Okay. And so, so you know something the characters don't know. Um, <laughs> so me and me and me and Nick go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can tell Nick that. Give me some intel. Um, but so they did. I think they did it so they could use the line when they were talking about because uh, Captain America is like kind of worried about like doing things and not being impulsive about doing things and like she kisses him and then says oh you know mortals only have or you know life life is short or something like that so basically is what she says right and then they both after she leaves them dumbfounded tony stark and sam wilson are talking and they're like that's kind of an odd thing for an immortal to say Right. So that's kind of that whole idea that they still don't know who she is and mm-hmm. trying to piece together who she is. Oh, that's interesting. Nice. That's but an awesome I don't, sign on that. Yeah, I don't think it's an actual budding relationship between those two characters, but Probably. it could be. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. You can read that too, guys. <laughs> but we're, we're at like an hour 30, so. I know. Pretty solid podcast. I guess we can just call it there. Um, You guys can check us out at uh, soundcloud.com. Slash epic dash produce dash podcast, Instagram.com, epic produce podcast. Um, they're on iTunes, so you can uh, comment and rate us on there. Actually, you can't comment, you can rate us on there. It's under Epic Breeze Podcast. Um, also, Twitter, Epic Breeze Podcast. And I'm missing something. Uh, Snapchat. Snapchat, Epic Breeze Podcast. Uh, I think, and also on Podcast Addict and Almost everybody listens to your podcast because our RSS feed is pretty sweet. So mm-hmm. thanks to SoundCloud on that. It might be time for to renew that, huh? See, is it? No, summertime. It's not time yet. Yeah, we got we got some time. But yeah, guys, so check us out. Um, and we've been getting more interactions on Facebook. That's really cool. People actually like comments on our stuff, and we have a little bit of back and forth about X Files, which I enjoyed that episode of X Files. <laughs> So, good. yeah, I, I liked it. Reese Darby was in it. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I'm There's getting off good shows I'm getting off. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll discuss some more shows next time. Though. But thank you guys for listening, and hope you liked our comic book segment. Yeah, let us know. I'll, I'll do better next time, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, and also, we have a, I forgot to mention our email, but it's evergreasepodcast at gmail.com. I email been... us, we're lonely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Kyle. As usual. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Take care. Oh, I guess we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.